Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Retail, a podcast masterclass covering everything you need to know about e-commerce brought to you by Flywheel Digital. In this episode, we have the privilege of hearing from Albertsons Media Collective on the importance of and path forward to retail media standardization. Before we dive in, my name is Emma Irwin and I'm a senior editor and specialist at Flywheel Digital. Enough about me, let's meet our guest for this episode. My name is Chavandeep Apiti. I'm the VP of Engineering at Albertsons Media Collective. I handle all things technology. And I'm super happy to be here. And I've heard your podcast and I enjoy all of the sessions. So looking forward for this one. Perfect. A question that we ask everyone that's ever been on the podcast is what the last thing they purchased from whatever kind of retailer they're usually associated with is. So I'm going to ask you, what is the last thing that you purchased from an Albertsons store or one of the kind of subsidiary brands? I'm a regular at Safeway store, actually. That's my go-to grocery. <laughs> Safeway is, uh, is right in the, in the neighborhood that I live in. One of the biggest things, I think, as a grocer is that ability of uh, frequent purchases. And I am a frequent purchaser at Safeway store. Uh, so, I, like yesterday, I went to Safeway store <laughs> to buy the groceries. So, I'm a regular. What was one thing that you bought yesterday? I hate to say it, but chips. And, and we love Starbucks chips. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay, last question before we actually get into the meat of the interview, but something that we, again, ask everyone, but we're actually going to come back to it at the end. I'm just going to kind of plant that seed of a thought for you, but something that is on a digital wish list of yours, which means that it just like lives in a cart, either either it's on an app or in a tab on your computer, something that you won't actually convert on. And then we'll come back to why at the end, if that sounds good. Sure. Now that we've gotten to know Cervanti, we can dig into retail media standardization. But actually, before we do that, I wanted an overview of both Albertsons companies and Albertsons Media Collective because Albertsons is a significant grocer in the US and encompasses more brands than you may think. As you rightly said, we are one of the largest food and drug retailers in the United States. We have uh, 35 plus million uh, weekly shoppers across the country, including 2,272 store locations. Right. And one of the biggest advantages is the frequency, especially from a grocery shopping standpoint. So 35 plus million members in our For You loyalty program. But then the frequency of shopping that happens is the advantage that we have as a retail store. In Albertsons Media Collective, as a part of Albertsons, if you think, is media division of Albertsons that we just launched. We are about a year and a half old. Real people delivering real results at scale is what we call them because we have the information about these people. First party data is exclusive to us, understanding what our customers are doing in their shopping journey, what makes them do the purchase. Understanding of those insights helps us create a great media platform for advertisers to reach shoppers when it matters the most. So that is the advantage of the media collective uh, as a media platform for advertisers. So we are in a mission to earn and be accountable for every dollar the advertisers are spending with us, giving them the meaningful results of the media that they are uh, running with us. That's the Albertsons Media Collective division we, within Albertsons. And you mentioned getting hired in to help build Albertsons Media Collective and the Retail Media Network. Can you walk me through kind of the process of pulling together Albertsons Media Collective? Because I'm sure that is like quite an undertaking. And I'd love to know from that product engineering viewpoint, what was it like? It has been an amazing journey in building the technology. One of the biggest advantages we as Albertsons Media Collective team bring to the table is late mover advantage, as we call it. 
I mean, folks that are well established in the media business would have a legacy system that they would have built. And then all of a sudden, the landscape is changing so much. Advertising is shifting, especially with the cookie deprecation and the shifts that you're seeing in omnichannel shopper behavior. So there's a lot that the established firms have to relearn, right? Like, you know, how did we do ad uh, media before versus how are you selling and buying media today? It differs a lot. So one of the advantages we consider is our late mover advantage, where we were able to build our technology right from uh, right from the start with the privacy-focused way. You know, how do we make sure that the trust that the consumer is placing in the retailer, which is a huge established e-commerce platform, how are we making sure that we take that trust and value that trust, which is one of our motto for building the technology platform was privacy-focused way. Am I approving the customer consent, like making sure that we are taking that opt-in behavior? And in exchange to the opt-in behavior, we are providing the value of the relevant ads. That is the value exchange. So the technology was purely focused on how do we make sure that our data collection methods and data serving methods are very privacy focused. That's number one. And number two is like uh, our major advantage is first party data, right? Like we have the understanding of our consumers. There are insights that uh, that we are going to be able to provide. So connecting the win-win marketing opportunities, whatever the brands are looking for and connecting the shoppers in their shopper journey to the brand is going to be easier if we are able to leverage those insights that we have developed. So our focus has been how do we make this pure insights driven technology? And the third major important thing is interoperability, right? You're not just running the ads on your owned and operated e-commerce platform. You're actually looking at an omni-channel shopper that's try that's uh, not just visiting Albertsons retailer website, but also we are finding the customer outside of the website as well. So it is impossible for us to be able to connect that unless we have an interoperable technology where we are partnering with ad tech vendors outside or like media platforms like the Googles of the world, the Pinterest of the world, because our shoppers are going to be there and we know that the shoppers are there so that we can connect the advertiser to the shopper for, for whatever objective they are coming to us with, right? For every dollar they're spending us, whether whether they're spending with us, whether it is for brand awareness or performance. Earlier, it was mostly lower funnel marketing that the marketers were looking at, but with the cookie deprecation, now you want everything to be full funnel advertising. So the technology focus has been majorly these three areas. How do we, how do we make sure we are interoperable? We are partnering with the industry players to make sure we connect the identities of the shopper, real people and real behaviors. That's number one. Number two is privacy-focused way, as I said. And number three is how do we leverage our first-party data to close the loop and give better results? These three have been our major areas of focus for building the right platform. That was an amazing definition and kind of explanation of all of those. I have a logistical question for you. So Albertsons Retail Media Network, does that extend beyond just the Albertsons? brand into all of the other grocery chains that fall into Albertsons companies. And I was thinking before I did this interview, I logged into like my local Acme site and, you know, there are sponsored products and whatnot. Is that all fueled by the re retail media network that you work on? hundred percent. All of the Albertsons brands have the same media platform that we're connecting to. That's the advantage that the brands get. One of our mottos is like um, nationally great, locally strong too. Like, you know, all of the local brands we get, um, the content is optimized to the brand. Uh, if you're going to Acme, of course, you're, you're uh, going to see Acme brand uh, visible. Of course, sponsored products are going to be there, but all served from the same platform that we are building. 
we are going to move into retail media standardization. And Albertsons Media Collective has really paved the way, in my opinion, in terms of creating a standardization framework for not only themselves, but everyone else. And for some context, I've done a ton of interviews on this podcast regarding retail media networks and standardization comes up, but no one really ever offers a solve. They just kind of acknowledge the problem. And, you know, Albertsons is different. And so I would love for you to kind of define standardization as you look at it and like why the need for standardization across retail media. One of the biggest things that we started the conversation with that retail media is the third wave of advertising. What that means is every retailer is going to stand up a retail media network. There's going to be a tons of execution challenges for brands, right? To, like every day there is a new retailer coming up with their own solution. And especially the formats are very native to the retailer solutions, whether you're talking about sponsored products or display ads. So how are we serving the brands needs to be little, uh, needs to be friction free for the brand. Otherwise, the brand has to, the brand will be pouring in a lot of resources, dedicated resource for Albertsons, dedicated resource for Walmart, dedicated resource for Target to learn how to even buy and sell media with each of the retailers separately. And I think uh, I will pick one of the quotes that Christie commonly uses uh, for real media standardization, which has stick to me personally, is like rising tide lifts all of the boats. So if we consider everything as a snowflake, how do these come together to help the bigger industry challenge of advertising in a cookie-less world when we want all of the execution that happens with media to be, to, to be standard across all of the brands. Otherwise, the brands are going to have a challenge understanding how are they getting the ROI? How does retail media in Albertson sense define what your ROI is going, if it is different than how Walmart or Target or the Roundel, uh, of course, they define the retail media measurement. If we take measurement as one of the constraints, it is impossible for uh, the brands to figure out is this ROI the right or like is the retailer defining or like grading their own homework, but not having the brand a lever of understanding which one is better than the other. So that is that has been the challenge that we've been hearing from the brands as we started our journey through the retail media network. And one of the biggest things that has happened in this journey for Albertsons Media Collective is the announcement in Cannes where we, uh, where we uh, released the standardization framework of, you know, there are a couple of levers that we can pull. These are the areas. Think about creative, think about measurement, think about brand safety. What are the constraints that the advertisers have within all of these areas? And where can we come together as an industry that can help in a friction-free execution of media? It aligns to our motto, transparency and trust, right? Like we want to be transparent. That's why the first initial step of bringing this to market is a big deal for, uh, for retail media. Amazing. And when we talk about standardization, my brain immediately goes to the IAB. So I'm curious, is Albertsons collaborating with them in this entire process of kind of building the standardization framework? Absolutely. Uh, I think the framework complements uh, what IAB and MRC's work is with uh, with respect to whether it's a retail media measurement or all of the standardization practices. So we are uh, working in collaboration with IAB and MRC. Now that you have an understanding of Albertsons companies, Albertsons Media Collective and Retail Media Network, and the importance of standardization, let's get into the standardization framework that Albertsons Media Collective launched at Cannes this past June. The framework has four elements, which are product specifications, performance measurement, 
third-party verification and capabilities. Let's start with product specifications. I'd love to know, what do you really mean by product specifications and standardization? When you think about product specification, let's talk about what are the ad products that go in terms of a retail media, right? Like generally, there are a couple of formats that immediately comes to mind, like sponsored product ads, display ads, sponsored brands. If you think about in general, what are the ad formats? So when you say product specifications, that's what it means is like thinking about all of these range of ad formats that you have. What kind of sizes, what kind of animations, if you're thinking about video specification, because in a nutshell, if you think about what brands have to go through for each of these uh, product areas, if there are completely different specifications, they have to they keep recreating all of these formats, right? So that's the reason why I think if you think about ad products, standardize the products in terms of these are the ways that the products work. This is the range of formats. This is how, whether it's responsive, like how do you do, handle it in a mobile device? How do you handle it in a desktop device? Things like these, I think, would be great if we, if it is standardized and then if, if the brands are able to, you know, create ones and leverage everywhere, even though there is going to be always going to be a native experience that the retailers will provide, right, for products. But at least the experiences that are typical, if we can align on the formats, that will be very helpful for the brands. And from the agency perspective, that would help us out a lot, too, because a lot of time brands they maybe want to run like a very similar display ad. Maybe it's going through Albertsons versus Walmart, et cetera. But sometimes those like creative specs are ever so slightly different, which means <laughs> that it has to go back to the creative team, be reformatted, resized, and then uploaded. And then you end up with a bazillion assets for one simple display ad. And that's not efficient. Exactly. And I think we can take away all of that if we just align on the basic specs, right, and then you can make native looking ad based on retailers platform capabilities. Perfect. I'm going to next move us into performance measurement. We don't need to define what we mean by performance measurement, but this is probably where I've seen kind of the most call to action happening from advertisers and probably rightly so. Like they want to know what's going on in their business, what that ROI is, and then it differs across the different kind of platforms that they're advertising on. So Albertson's framework breaks this into two different sections, which is media delivery slash engagement metrics, and then sales and conversion. So I'd love to know like why this split and then how do you actually enforce and bring standardization of performance measurement to life? Great question. I'll answer the question of the reason for the split, right? Like media delivery and engagement standards, like as I indicated, uh, normally a lot of focus is towards the performance metrics, which are lower funnel metrics, right? Like how are we defining a return on ad spend? How are we defining hydrogas? But if you think about engagement, especially because retail media is not just focused on ro uh, lower funnel metrics, it's a full funnel advertising strategy that we are trying to bring up a funnel as well. So that's the reason why it depends on where we are playing and whether it's branding or performance play. It's mostly every media is considered a performance media. You ultimately look for a return on ad spend. But the challenge of engagement, not having an engagement metrics and view into the engagement metrics would be, especially when I'm going up a funnel, think about it as, am I playing in the brand safe environment if I'm going beyond the walls of retail media? What is the viewability? Viewability is kind of different based on which vendor you're picking. You want to make sure that the standards of viewability are the same. Like what is your viewability metric? 
how were you considering that to be viewable if i consider 20% to be viewable versus somebody considered considers 80% to be viewable right like there there are already iab standards in terms of what the viewability metric would be what is your reach how are you budgeting based on whether it is viewable impression or not so if we agree on yes this is how we want to charge or this is how we want to make sure the metric is calculated based on brand safe environment based on viewable environment these are the engagement and attention metrics that there's already been a lot of work underway with uh, folks as you mentioned iabs mr mrcs of the world so we want to make sure that retail media follows those standards as well considering that we are moving up our funnel too Uh, from a lower funnel, funnel performance metrics, the challenges metrics are identified that we re, we definitely need ROAS, we definitely need incrementality, right? But how are we doing that is different. Some people might extrapolate the measurement that they're getting, not the true to not true match rate that we have had from an attribution standpoint. But then I want to add because I might only have twenty percent match rate in certain areas, so I'll extrapolate that match rate to give the return on ad spend. is that is that acceptable because we believe that we want a we, we want a true measurement true impact not uh, extrapolating the results even for incrementality that was our um, promise that we will be true transparent with our results but what if the other networks are doing something different how do the brands know whether the true roi is what they consider as okay this is true it's not extrapolated is that what i want versus extrapolated results where you are just assuming that there is a correlation between what you're saying versus what is true so that is uh, the standardization we want because then it's easier for brands to understand what roi is coming to them whether they trust that roi or not and do we want folks to do their own or do we want somebody else to help them do the measurement these are the critical items when we think about performance measurement and also the retailers also will have to be cognizant about indicating the transparent framework of their measurement this is how we measure incrementality this is how we measure our engagement metrics and the brand can choose to agree with that or not right like but at least the transparency of showing these metrics in the right way and being very transparent about the methodology that is being used is important in the standardization framework that's what we are going to the market saying hey let's agree to that like if we agree then easy to measure roi across retailers for brands And with that, I think you, if there's that standardization, you kind of eliminate any sort of points of conflict that there might be between brand and retailer or brand and agency and retailer in just kind of trying to understand how they are really performing across their business. And that always comes up, I think, from my experience of across the different retail media networks, things are often measured kind of differently. And then it's, hey, why did this happen on this platform why did this happen on this one how do we bring it all together and from our perspective it's it's like we're trying our best we really are <laughs> it's just hard to pull everything together when it's not standardized 100% and i think it's going to help that's the reason why i think i really love the way christy explains this uh, from a standardization standpoint lifts all the boats <laughs> love it okay let's move into third party verification and this is not something i would have thought of when i first read and was wondering what would be in a standardization framework but it does actually make sense from the perspective of advertisers but can you kind of define for me what we mean by third party verification in the context of the framework yeah so um third party verification players are also new not new to the industry but what we mean by third party verification is how do the advertisers 
verify that what retail media networks are are confirming as their viewability as their fraud protection as their brand safety work right like the the framework recommends that we disclose the list of third party providers that we are using there are only few uh, third party providers for example there is ias there is double verify so all of these if a brand is also leveraging third party verification in terms of um, brand safety especially brand safety and viewability and now we also call it as brand suitability because i mean do you consider going to a platform which is not suitable for your brand then how do you make sure that we are suppressing the advertising in those areas right so disclosing the third party verification providers that we are leveraging will help the brands understand that if it is a trusted third party it's if uh, a brand trusts ias or if a brand trusts double verify we do have the uh, verification that is happening where the third party verification providers are indicating that yes the, this is the report that we send you are we showing your ad in brand suitable environment or not how much viewability did we have is there an ad fraud all of that is a purpose built technology which goes back to my comment of interoperability as well so the brands are also able to understand this is uh, they understand these metrics they understand ias they understand double verify so the framework says hey let's disclose what kind of providers are we leveraging for brand safety or viewability all of third party verification Perfect. I learn something new every day. Would have never even known that third-party verification kind of exists and that there are providers of that, which is amazing. We have one more to cover, and that is capabilities. And so, you know, every retail media network has slightly different capabilities. I think we all know this, but like how can there actually be standardization here? Great question. So, uh, standardization uh, from capabilities uh, comes in terms of so even though you have different capabilities, think of the objectives that the customer is coming, like the advertiser is coming to you, right? So, the advertisers have very standard objectives in terms of reaching the customer at the moments that matter to them, right? So, if you think about translating that into the capabilities offered, it's about different stages of purchase process that the customers are going through. How can we? tie that journey of the customer the experience of the customer as translated into an advertising opportunity to the advertiser so uh, fully understanding the experience uh, and the resources that are managing this experience i think the advertising efficiencies are that the advertisers would gain uh, if you give the transparent view into all of the all of the moments that we are able to capture and the level of sophistication that we are able to provide to tie the strategic goals and objectives of an advertiser to the path to purchase that the customer is going through that's the connectivity that you want to get to and also in the same way as a discover uh, dis- i described the technology capability emma if you think about three areas right one is about finding the right moments of the customer and then tying back the advertiser goals so that is one of the transparency that you're saying hey here's where the path to purchase con- confirms to the data collection the data provisioning and here is how i'm showing you the insights that's the transparency that we're going to show from a capability standpoint right to make informed decisions efficient decisions the second area that you can think about from a capabilities is like how are we managing friction free experience in buying and selling of the media right you're coming to the retail media network to execute your media plans your buying of the media how are we replacing how are we measuring how are we managing so capabilities have to be insights that we are providing the measurement methodology that we are providing 
the resources in terms of hey here's how you execute media so these are the three areas if you consider uh, from a, a capability standpoint where we are connecting how are you buying how are we providing the scale and what kind of placements and ad formats are we showcasing for managing the message to the customer if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense that was a lovely clarification from the beginning of my question into actually describing what Albertson's objectives are in terms of standardization. I have going to begin to wrap us up because we had just so much lovely content. But I'm wondering, in your opinion, like, what is the ideal future state of retail media networks? And then, like, do you think we'll ever actually get there? And if so, how long will it take? That was about eight questions in one. But... <laughs> <laughs> So I think one of the bigger things that we've already discussed is the standardization for retail media measurement uh, to create the effectiveness uh, and the growing industry standards uh, for which we which brands have been looking for decades for now right like we covered that topic so uh, future state of ID, uh, standardization would be to be able to get to a point where we are able to all all the retailers are able to give that transparent visibility into media measurement that's number 1 and uh, the other aim that we have is to revolutionize how advertisers agencies and networks work together towards common goal so that's another way of looking at it like this is going to be a win 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 for everyone if we if we walk towards the same goal post defining the right standards and the potential upside if you think about standards is immense in 3 years i think if implementation could lead in approximately 5 billion to 15 billion in incremental value across retail media networks marketers agencies is what our uh, analysis from mckinsey says so there is a lot of value in this uh, which is proven by the data analysts and everybody so i think um, going towards that is the only option that everybody has whether it is a retailer whether it is a brand or an agency is what we believe i love it Okay. Last question for you. We're coming back to your digital wish list and thinking about something that just lives in a cart forever that you're probably not actually ever going to purchase and why. And I think this is the one question I was actually thinking when you were talking about this as well because I am considering that you're from agency and then uh, if you would have targeted me as customer that you want to advertise, I would be the I would fall into easy convenience shopper bucket. your segment of gotcha. easy convenience shopper so <laughs> i'm not someone who's going to be doing like a tons of research having like a wish list in the uh, in my checkout process where i'm thinking about it too much as long as you provide me convenience i'm going to you know shop with you i'll give you a best example like i was uh, buying a, a modular sofa in my house actually this is uh, something i uh, laugh around with my friends is like i did not do any research i'm like uh, what is <laughs> what are my reviews and ratings is it what is everybody telling about <laughs> everybody talking about this and i don't think a lot i'll just buy i wish i could be more like you i have to over analyze every single thing and then most of the time i just don't want to spend the money but i want the thing and so <laughs> so i'm an engineer who believes in test and learn experimentation <laughs> there you go that's it's an amazing way to wrap us up And that wraps up this episode of Mastering Retail, covering Albertsons Media Collective's retail media standardization framework, which again consisted of product specifications, performance measurement, third-party verification, and capability standardization. 
Thank you to Albertsons Media Collective and Sfronti for their time and knowledge. And be sure to share this episode with your network so that everyone can learn about the amazing work that Albertsons is doing. I've been your host, Emma Irwin, and this episode was produced by Klaus Cancel with sound design from Enos Tenchi. We will see you next time.